Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television and those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We're doing part three of a series we started a few weeks ago, the third and final part today, entitled Dare to Be Different. Dare to Be Different. And I'll share just a little humor uh, that I came across this week. There's a little girl who came home from school disgusted, and she told her mother, she said, Mommy, I got in trouble today for something I did not do. And her mother said, what? She said, that is outrageous. She said, I will be at your school tomorrow morning to set your teacher straight. And she said, by the way, what was it that you didn't do? She said, my homework. (laughs) Open your Bible to our text that we've been studying from the last couple of times we've been looking at this subject, the book of Numbers, the book of Numbers chapter 14, the book of Numbers chapter 14. And we are certainly grateful uh, for all of you all who are here and those of you joining us by television and at airjesus.com. It's really uh, a wonderful joy to be alive. Isn't it a joy to be alive and to be well and It is such a joy, such a joy, you know, when things are stressing you out and not going right. It's so easy to to be down and defeated and to grumble and complain and to murmur. But, you know, I've just started reminding myself whenever I start thinking those type of negative thoughts and feeling that way, I've started to remind myself, you know, I'm happy to be alive. I am happy to be. Things could be so much worse. and I am happy to be alive. I got another day to enjoy. I have another day to pursue my purpose, another day to spend with God, another day to enjoy the sunshine and enjoy my family, another day to serve and to be a blessing to somebody. And I'm grateful. So I always, you know, I've just started switching my perspective a little bit and appreciating each day. Each day is a gift. Each day is a blessing. Each day is something that we should not take for granted. We should be constantly thankful for each and every day. So I'm really, I'm just thankful to be here. Tell your neighbors, I'm thankful to be here today. I am thankful, thankful to be here today. We're actually just uh, returning from a uh, convention in Florida and Pastor Nathaniel and Pastor James are actually still at the convention, but I came back, and uh, what a wonderful, wonderful time. It was a prophetic um, healing and deliverance conference there. Richly, richly, richly blessed, changed our lives and touched us. We learned so much, and we're just grateful to God for his safe traveling mercies and being with us and allowing us to be refreshed and renewed and to learn and to glean and just to have some time to hear his voice. Well, if you will, uh, Numbers chapter 14, Numbers chapter 14, let's read verse 22, and we'll read through verse 24, Numbers 14 through 22, Numbers 14, verse 22 through 24. Let's read together there in unison, beginning at verse 22. Ready? Read. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness 
and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. And we also read from the Message Bible, that last verse there, that just says it a little clearer. It says, but my servant, Caleb, this is a different story. He has a different spirit. He follows me passionately. I'll bring him into the land that he scouted and his children will inherit it. So we're doing part three of dare to be different. This one man who dared to be different and it got God's attention. And this one man here who was allowed to enter into God's land of promise. And that says something to us that that God wants to take all of us. He wants to take all of us to his place of promise, his place of promise for our lives, his place. I like to call it his place of rich blessing in every area of our lives. That is our promised land today. And it's something interesting to note there that those people could not get into that place. But one man was able to get into that place because he had a different spirit. And so God is saying that if if you want to reach this place of rich blessing in your life, if you want to reach your promised land, you too must have a different spirit. You ought to be willing to do something different. If you want something you never had, you got to do something you've never done. And so it requires a change, a change on our part. We have to be willing to stretch and be willing to change, be willing to risk be willing to take some risks. Be willing to be adventurous. Be willing to face some challenges. Be willing to go into some new areas and conquer some new lands. You got to get tired of the one thing that kept the people out. See, they, uh, they, they got comfortable and they were, they got comfortable with mediocrity. And so you got to get to a point where you're tired of the status quo. You got to get tired of the status quo. You got to get tired of what you've been having and where you are in life. You know, I was reading the, the, uh, something interesting about the word status quo in the Latin. It means the mess we're in. That's what the status quo means in Latin, the mess we're in. So we want, we want to change the status quo. How many of you want to change the status quo? You want to change where you are. You want to go to a new place of God's rich blessing in your life. And so it requires us to do something different. We have to dare to be different, dare to make some positive changes in our lives for the better. 
to change some things so that we can be different and we can go to the wonderful new places and have the wonderful, unique new experiences that God has planned for us in our lives. And we said what we have pointed out uh, thus far, that some of the things that um, kept these people out of their place of promise is because of their uh, negativity, their complaining, uh, them having such a defeated attitude, being fearful, being uh, unbelieving, and being very small-minded, small in their thinking. And so these are some of the things that, that uh, we learn in Scripture that kept those people from reaching God's place of promise. But God always wants to take us to a new place of rich blessing, somewhere new, somewhere exciting, somewhere unique. But it's, it's sometimes it's us holding on to the status quo that hinders God. In fact, I want to reread something I, I read in part one, but this was a quote by Bill Bright that says, we hinder God working in our lives, not only when we doubt or fear, but also when we are satisfied with mediocrity. God has something better for you than you have ever experienced before. God has something better for you than you have ever experienced before. And that's what the promised land was. It was something they had never, it was something better than they had ever seen or experienced before. And it was a place that God had for them. And so God has the same for us. God has something better for us than we have ever experienced before. Isn't that exciting to think about that and to, to believe that? That uh, sometimes we think we've reached a pinnacle in our lives. Sometimes we think we've already experienced the best there is. We've already accomplished everything there is. And we've already seen the, you know, we've already had all we're going to have. No, God has something better for you than you have ever experienced before. He has a rich place of promise, a rich place of blessing for us. And let's read, I, I, want to, um, I want to begin to look at um, some of the differences that we begin to notice in Caleb's life. Caleb was a, um, an unusual man because he stood out from everyone else and it was, it was certain attributes, certain characteristics about him and his life his approach to life that God just loved and admired and made mention of and pointed out. And he gives us great motivation to make the necessary uh, changes and adjustments in our lives so that we too can have a different spirit, so that we too can go to different levels and face different challenges in our lives. Uh, let's look at uh, Numbers, where you are, the book of Numbers, chapter, chapter 13, chapter 13, and let's read a little bit here. Um, we learn a little bit more about Caleb. Numbers, chapter 13, beginning, let's read verse 30 and 31. Numbers, chapter 13, verse 30 and 31. Let's read those two, uh, two verses there in unison, beginning at verse 30, Numbers chapter 13, verse 30. Ready? Read. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses 
and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And so here's the, here's the, no, the first difference I noticed about Caleb. He talked differently. He talked differently. He talked victory. Everyone else talked defeat. Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you talking? What are you talking? You can listen to a person for five minutes and you can tell what direction their life is headed in simply by what they are saying. It doesn't take but five minutes. You can listen to anyone five minutes and you can tell immediately what direction their life is headed in. And so Caleb talked differently than everybody else. Everyone else talked defeat. They talked about what they couldn't do. They talked about the opposition they were facing. They talked about their problems. They talked about obstacles. They talked about what they didn't have. They talked about how um, they, there was no way they could do it. It was just impossible. They talked, they talked about their limitations, what they didn't have. You know, I didn't go to school. I didn't have the background. I don't have the experience. I don't have the education. I'm from the wrong side of the I'm the wrong skin color. I just can't get the brakes. I'm not qualified. I'm not capable. I, I'm just, I'm not good enough. I'm not the, what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? We'll never be able to do this. We, this will never happen for me. I'll never get married. I'll never, what are you saying? You can listen to a person and you can tell instantly what direction their life is headed in by the words that are coming out of their mouths. The book of James says, he says, your tongue is the rudder. It is the helm of the ship. It leads, it directs the course of your life by your words. And so Caleb, he talked differently. I just love that. He talked differently than everybody else. Caleb said, you know, Caleb, everybody else talked about their obstacles and their problems, what they couldn't do. Caleb talked about possibilities. He talked about opportunities. You know, they said small minds talk about people. Average minds talk about events. But great minds talk about ideas. Great minds. I like to hang around with people who are talking about ideas, who are, who are brainstorming, who are saying, what if? What if we did this? What if we, I love to, there's an older gentleman. I love to have lunch with him because he's in his 70s, but he is just full of ideas. He's always sharing with me his next project and things that he's working on. And so he always, he challenges me. He motivates me because here he's in an age group where most people are just retired. Most people are just sitting in a rocking chair, but he's, he's, he's planning and he's still strategizing, still thinking. He is still creative, still coming up with ideas. He shared with me uh, several ideas he had to solve the traffic problem we have here in Atlanta. 
He said, I'm trying to meet with city council and with the mayor. He said, I got some ideas to solve. And you know, I just thought it was great because he's constantly throwing new ideas, you know, just constantly still reaching and striving and strategizing and being creative and thinking. And so um, I love it when Caleb, Caleb talked about possibilities. He talked about opportunities. Everyone else talked about excuses. Let me say this to you. You need to learn to eliminate the excuses that keep you where you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, what's, what's your excuse? Eliminate. Say that with me. Eliminate the excuses that keep you where you are. But, but Caleb, he was a possibility thinker. He was a possibility thinker. Notice what he said. He said, we're well able. Everybody else saying we, we, we can't do it. Caleb said, we are well able to overcome them. We are well able. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm well able. Amen. Say, I'm well able to accomplish my dreams. Amen. Say, I am well able to achieve some new things in my life. Say, I am well able to become the person God has called me to become. I'm well, I, I love that. He said, I am well able. I am well able. Um, say this with me. Say, I am well able. Say, I can. Say, I will. There is something about that. My, this reminds me of my father. Uh, you know, when my father was alive, one thing my father would never allow anyone in his presence to say concerning doing something. He would never allow us to say, I will try. He, I mean, he would stop you in your tracks. We would have our, we would have our staff meetings, and in our staff meetings, we were, we were required to stand and give our goals for our, our sales goals that we were going to accomplish. And some people would stand up and say, I am going to try to sell. And my dad said, no, sit down. Sit down and you don't say try, say I will. There's, there's a big difference between I'll, I'll try and I will. There's something different about that. And so, um, so you have to learn to say I will. Say I will. Turn your name and say I will. I will, I will accomplish my goals. Say I will accomplish my dreams. I will do it. There's something about that 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 causes you to perform in a much higher manner when you say I will versus I'll try. I like something that that uh, Robert Schuler said about that. He said possibility. He said when you tap into possibility, he said it reaches in the inside of you and causes power to be turned on. When you say, I will do something, when you say, I will, that reaches on, that reaches in you. Do you know that we had higher sales because we said we will do it? 
versus we'll try to do it. That reached on the inside of us. It made something about it. It made us do it. When we wanted to quit, we remembered those words we spoke. No, we said we will do it. So we can't quit until we do it. So when you say you will do it, it makes you do it. It may, it forces you to do it. It brings power out of you that you didn't even know you had. When you say I will, you ought to, and you have to learn to say this and, and whenever you're setting goals for yourself and objectives and things you want to achieve and things you want to change. Say, I will. I will come out of debt. I will save $10,000. I will get a job. I will start a business. I will complete school. I will be happily married. I will have the family of my dream. I will. You got, you, when you say I will, it reaches on the inside of you and it causes power to be turned on. There's something uh, uh, about that. And so Caleb did that. That was one of the differences. He said, we're well able. In other words, he's saying, we will take this land. We will take this land. Say it, say it again with me. I can. I, can. I, will. I will. I am well able. Praise God. I can. I will. I am well able. I can. I will. I also read something else from, from Dr. Robert Schuler. He was such a, he's really the father of possibility thinking in our modern times. And here's the possibility thinker's creed that he lived by and established his ministry upon. And, it's, and it reads as, as such. It says, when faced with a mountain, I will not quit. Notice the will word. I will not quit. I will keep on striving until I climb over, find a pass through, tunnel underneath, or simply stay and turn the mountain into a gold mine with God's help. That's the possibility thinker's creed. Let me read it again. When faced with the mountain, I will not quit. I will keep on striving until I climb over, find a path, pass through, tunnel underneath, or simply stay and turn the mountain into a gold mine with God's help. I will. Tell your name and say, I will. I will. I will. Say, I'm a possibility thinker. Say, I talk differently. Say, I have a different spirit. Say, I have the spirit of Caleb on me. And say, I'm going into my promised land. And so he, he, talked, he talked differently. Here's a, 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 a common poem that's, that's the author is really unknown, but it really relays the truth of what you believe and what you think and what you say, how it affects your life. And it says, if you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you like to win, but you think you can't, it is almost certain you won't. If you think you will lose, you've lost. For out of the world you will find increase begins with a fellow's believing. It's all in his state of mind. And so when Caleb stood up and said, we will, we are well able, we can, we will do this. 
He had already won, and that's why God allowed him. God said, this man has a different spirit, and I'm going to allow him into this new place. But everybody else said, we can't do it. They defeated themselves the moment they said it. When they said, we can't, they, they defeated themselves. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons certain uh, sports figures have had such success. You look at people like Muhammad Ali. He told you from the beginning, couldn't nobody whip him. And I really believe much of his success was uh, formed just primarily from the beginning, him speaking out. He's, he, he, when he spoke it out, he believed that. And when he believed that, all of his actions lined up with that. Everything in his life became consistent with what he said. He said, I am the greatest and can't nobody whip me. And this, there's something about that sent a vibration through every other fighter out there. Every other fighter out there had to hear that. And it did something to them. And so he understood the power. And so that is, that is something that Caleb, Caleb really tapped into. Here's something else Caleb tapped into. His vision was different. His vision, turn your name and say, his vision was different. Now, everyone else saw the size of the giants in the land. That's not what Caleb was looking at. Caleb saw the size of the grapes. He saw the size. Folks, these were not ordinary grapes. Just to show you how rich this land was, they cut down a cluster of grapes to bring back to show everybody. It took two men. It took two grown men to carry one cluster of grapes on a pole on their shoulders that's how big the grapes were. So Caleb, he was looking at the size of the grapes. Everybody else was looking at the size of the giant. And so he teaches us, he teaches us to stop magnifying your problems. Start magnifying what God has planned for you. Stop magnifying your problems. Start magnifying what God has planned for you. Stop looking at what you can see and start looking at what you can have. Start looking at Turn your name and say, start looking at what you can have. And so his vision, his vision was different. They had a small vision of themselves and a big vision of the giants. But Caleb had a big vision of God and a small vision of the giants. And so his vision was different. So he talked differently. He saw differently. And these are two of the powerful keys. He also believed differently. He believed differently. And I'm, I'm out of time. Those of you who are watching, I want you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, part three of Dare to Be Different, message number 7446. You can listen to it in its entirety, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. But we want to thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> praise God, praise God, praise God. I didn't get a chance to finish everything that I noticed about Caleb, but I, I did get to the two most important, which was the way he talked and which was the way he saw things. He saw things differently, with a different outlook, a different vision, from a different perspective. And so meditate on Caleb. Meditate on Caleb. Go home and read that for yourself. Study it out and ask God to 
allowed those attributes and the characteristics and the spirit of Caleb to manifest in your life. And you too will be able to go into your land of promise because you will have a different spirit. Dare to be different. You are listening to airjesus.com and the online word.com. This was the third part in the Dare to Be Different message by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7446. That's 7446. The first part is number 7443. To listen to all parts go to the onlineword.com. Listen to airjesus.com and the onlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.